when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Tonk. All right, what's that? You've been watching The Wire or something? Uh, all right, all right, what? all right. That was just my usual voice. Yeah, I don't think so. It's all not, right. It's normally just a well, I've got a bit of a... <coughs> I've got a bit of a... <coughs> something yeah. in my throat. What do you think that is? What have you been eating? <coughs> I had an energy bar. Yeah. I had a... Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's got dates and it's got, um, I think, raisins in it or something. Yeah. It's probably a reaction to that. Yeah. Your body's probably rejected it. Well, you didn't buy that in Sunderland, did you? I did, actually. Did you? I sell it in the supermarkets, in the Sainsbury's. Is there one, like, Whole Foods shop that's under an arm There's guard? an aisle. There's one aisle. Well, yeah. half a quarter of an aisle in Sainsbury's that sells that stuff. Well, more fool you, Andrew. More fool you. Thank you, Bob. Look, you know, we haven't done one for a while, one of these podcasts. No, is, is it your fault or is it my fault? I, I, I think it's my fault. I yeah. know it's my fault. Yeah. It's, um... Well, one hundred and fifty percent my fault. But nevertheless, I'm pleased you've admitted to that. I think you know, like we should give it a new star, and maybe instead of the sigh, right. maybe you could give me something a bit more uplifting, like the sound of something from the circus or the fun fair, something to get right. the listeners blood rushing. Okay. You know what I mean? We'll start again then. Here we go. Yeah. Oh no, that is better. Oh, I wish I'd never asked though. I was thinking more like the, you know, the clown's horns. Right, yeah. Something like that. Maybe next week. Or like a traveller, a tinker, him shouting on the waltzers, you know. Yeah. Careful love. Yeah. No, careful love. It'd be that, more like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or the sizzling of the burgers. Mm. Those lovely funfair burgers. How do you do a sizzle noise? Shh. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's easy. It's a bit Animal Lecter. <laughs> hey, it's like we've never been away. Or uh, the, 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 the one I like, especially at the funfair, this is like observation comedy, yeah. is but where you go off the beaten track a bit and you get into a little area where there's, there's it smells of diesel. I don't like this. And it's quite hot. And there's a generator going... <laughs> I like that yeah. area. I always seek that out. And there's a tinker there with a teenage girl doing something you should Hey. Make. What? Grooming. Well, that's what you want to call it. Um, <laughs> the ping of the air rifle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to like that game yeah. best. The, uh, I once went to um, Port Adventura. I think you know it, Andy. I've been there. And my kids wanted the big, big... Woody Woodpecker, right. you know, about three, four foot, in one of those games where you throw a ball, a ping pong ball, and it right. has to land in a jar. Yeah. And they got obsessed with it, so I spent a week for five days <laughs> going on that about every hour whilst they went off. Right. And I did win a Woody Woodpecker. And how many euros did you spend? Well, I can't, I mean, we knew at the time, but I think I spent something like 200 quid on it. Yeah. Honestly. For a massive Woody You know, as you do as a dad. You know, they you... do them in the gift shop for like 40 euros. <laughs> Shit, they bought an Espanol top there as well. They got, you know, like, do you know what it's like? And the kids get obsessed with stuff on holiday, and you say, no, you can't have it. It's seventy euro or whatever. Yeah. But it kind of gets to you, and you know you're neglecting them really because yeah. you're just letting them go off and do their own thing. So you think you can buy their love? I think that's what it is. And so I bought an Espanol top. Espanol. Yeah, Espanol. <laughs> like, you know, like the kids, they liked it. The blue and white stripes appealed to them. You oh, know the, I mean? the football team, Espanol. What did I say? A, a spaniel. A, oh. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Top for a dog. I bought him a spaniel. Listen. Hey, before we go any further, I think we should alert the, the boys and girls' attention to the live shows that we're doing in about three weeks. Three weeks' time. Is it, is it, it might be less than that. We're doing Brighton on the 18th of July. We're doing Bristol on the 19th. Not many tickets left for that one. Leicester on the... You know, I've got them dates wrong. Well, whatever, we're doing them. Brighton... 
Bristol Leicester 19th to the 21st I mean, be let's, there let's be honest let's for, let's be proud why, of ourselves why should we be Andy? honest no no let's be honest and say we've done about 12 of these already yeah and it's an incredibly funny show it's a it? cracking show yeah I mean, it's, you know, if you miss it, it's up to you. It's You're up to an you. arsehole if you miss it. <laughs> it's such a good show. 15 quid. So that's, just to reiterate, that's Brighton, Bristol and Leicester. Middle of July, go to athleticomins.com for more info. In Sunderland, Andy, I've been meaning to ask this for ages. Do you actually have flying birds, or is it just mainly like like the flying ants and wasps, that sort of stuff? Do you actually get birds there, feathered birds? What do you mean by birds? Feathered, you know, like, I don't know, spew, by the look in your face, you don't get them, do you? I'm not sure what you, you mean. Know, spuggies and crows. We, we have and, a lot of smog. Yeah? So they might be up there, I don't know. Yeah, you just never look up, do you? you no. Lads? You're just looking down. Always. Looking down on the ground, trying to see some of those famous <laughs> crunchy Sunderland ants <laughs> that you can capture and sprinkle on your chicken dippers. OK. Yeah? yeah Is right. that the way? Well, look, you'll want a name. I need a name. You know? I'm nothing without a name. So you can, of course, be Ronnie Hot Dogs. OK. Right? But would you like to be Jackie Potatoes? <laughs> It's a bit of a twist on Ronnie Hot Dogs, isn't it? Well, it's Jackie. It's, it's Jackie Potatoes. It stands mm. on its own. It's if Andy. It sounds a bit like Jacket Potatoes, doesn't it? Oh, you, it See makes more I mean? sense now you've explained that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not keen though. Um, it sounds like Arted Andrew. Yeah, but hear me out. You say you're not keen, but he got his name because when he lamps you, you go down like a sack of spuds. He's a, he's a debt collector, right? Just interested? Not really. No, okay. Well. What do you... Hey, here's, here's something that I thought would be funny, so I wrote it down, and I've forgotten to delete it, right? But <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it. It's so good. So, what goes best with a jacket potato? Shoe pastry? Yeah. Trouser gammon? Is yeah, that... you know, I should have crossed it out, and but I've been brave enough to say it. Leslie Collins, you could be. Leslie Collins. Now, he's 65. Yeah. Lives in a bungalow. He's a U-kipper. Have you just got these out of the phone book this week? No, he's a, he's a U-kipper. Right. Got a really well-fed lawn. Yeah. He's got two solar panels, right? One of those machines in his garage that shags you. <laughs> <laughs> Is it solar powered? <laughs> and he's slowly going insane. <laughs> so that's Leslie Collins. He's more appealing than Jackie Potatoes. Okay, but you know, you know, with me, Andy, there'll be a third. There's always a third. And one. here it comes. Here it comes. Tits McVitty, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, it's a, he's a bit like John McCrillick. Right. Right? In that he stinks of digestive biscuits. Intolerable. Right. Intolerable man. Yeah. He's a sales rep for a tour of the Suet Company. Right. So This this feels more like my remit. Tits McVitie. Tits McVitie. Hello. Tits McVitie. Yeah. Tits McVitie it is then. Okay. Thank you. Good. Can I just um, re-establish your credentials as the memory oh, man, God, yeah. as we've been aware for quite a while now? Do you think I'm scared of that? <clears throat> well, you might be scared of this one. Here go we on go. Are you ready? Yeah. Bob, yep. do you remember the name of the first person to spread butter on a Weetabix? Yes. Oh, you didn't even need the clue? No, I know that. You know that know one? That. Yeah. Thank you very much. The Memory Man. Look, what would that be in French? Le, 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 homme. le homme de mémoire. Yeah, something like that. Wife's questions are ready and they're hot. Bring them in. Here they come. Hello, Andrew. Yep. Whatever. Is there anywhere in, anywhere in Sunderland Christ. that you could buy a luxury item such as a knife and a fork <sighs> or a towel or an ornament or do the shops there just sell buckets? Argos. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Argos. You've got an Argos. There's, there's, yeah, there's two Argoses. Argai? Is that the plural of Argos? <laughs> I always used to think uh, um, it was amusing to pretend some of the Greek islands were Argos, Tescos. Right. And there is another one, but I can't remember. Another supermarket. Yeah, you probably should have deleted that one as well. In your fungalo, Andrew. Yep. How do you get rid of the famous Sunderland ants? Once destroyed, do you dry them and sprinkle them on your chicken dippers? Well, I've mentioned that already, but yeah. it's a direct question to you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I used, I usually spray them with... Um, what's, what's that stuff called? 
Ant killer. No, no, the cheaper stuff. Ant hammers, tiny little no, ant hammers. Um, oh god, airwick. You, you spray them with fucking airwick. Air, air spray. Hairspray. That, no, I, airwick. I, I would almost go and South then, African and then that. I You them spray with, them with fucking airwick. <laughs> and then I batter them with the next catalogue. Yeah. Do you, uh, I, my last house I lived in, I suffered from it. Do you have that week where there's flying ants come out in your house? Not in the house, no. I had them in my um, conservatory. Technically, actually, conservatory. an orange tree, actually. Oh. Technically, okay. an orange tree. Lovely. Um, and for a week, it was like a cloud of them. And in, we had ant hammers. You did know. you have your orange oranges in the orange No, that's not what an orangery is. Mm. I don't know what an orangery is, but I know what it isn't. But you know what you had. Final question from the wife. Already? I see, by the way, you're wearing a rugby kit in honour of uh, uh, the, the Lions. Lions. Yes, I So am you're indeed. big on the rugger, are you, Andy? Love the rugger. Yeah? You call me a rugger bugger, if you like. Do you like sing all the dirty songs and ask the, uh, and shout at the lasses? Yeah. Do you mind if we, you know, get your anus out I, for I, the lads? All of that. I throw my pint up in the air and yeah. I, I, sometimes some, I catch some of it. Sometimes yeah. I'm not arsed if it hits the floor. Lovely rugby. Do you, do you sometimes go... To a rugby disco, say at the rugby club, and wear a kilt and like pogo. And dance on the table. That sort of thing. And then throw up in the car park. Yeah, rugby, rugby, rugby. And have a fight with my brother. <laughs> yeah. Have a fight. Hey, listen, final question. I'm being rude to my wife here, really. Is it true that if you go to the butchers in Sunderland God, and ask for dog bones, Fuck that's God. exactly what you get? Bones of a dog. <laughs> Just ask a question, innit? I, I don't know. I've never analysed the dog bones. And I don't ask. Yeah. You always For something so low price, you never ask, do you, where it comes from? Like it's in a hot dogs, you don't know what that is, do you? Oh, I think we do. Well, we know I we think do, we do. We don't ask. It's of pure fucking genius. We don't ask what dog. it is, though. No, I, don't, I, mean, I had a hot dog um, at Arsenal Stadium, Emirates Stadium. Yeah, good, bad, call it. indifferent. It was the worst hot dog. Really? Ever, what it was like was I bet like, you've had a few as well I fucking have Andy what it was like like it drew you in because of the size of it yeah obviously but it was like can you imagine a balloon <laughs> that was the shape of a of a hot dog yeah yeah you blew it up yeah. and you filled it just with water <laughs> and then bit into it terrible mm. it was um, I was there in a box right uh, in a watching, cardboard box no in uh, um <laughs> No, and you know, like a box. Matt An executive Luke. area. Yeah, a box. Yeah. Um, Matt Lucas had a box there, went oh, to see the name dropping. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, who, who else have you met that's I don't famous? I don't feel I'm names dropping when I say Matt Lucas, do you know what I mean? By my standards, you are. Oh, I suppose. Who's your most famous mate up there? Do you know the bloke who runs the bookies? Or? Uh, Jimmy Neal. Do you know Jimmy Neal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen him on the telly. I counts, doesn't it? I went for a meeting with Jimmy now once in a real tiny little office in Soho, yeah? Right, a tiny little office. Yeah, it was tiny. He's a big fella as well. But I was going to say, yeah. Massive. And he... Did he book the room specifically that yeah. size to intimidate you? Well, funnily enough, I do wonder about that, Andy, because it was really small, right? Yeah. And me and Jim were sat one side, one end, I sat, I can't remember the table, and he wanted us to write a sitcom for him about Adrian's Wall, yeah? Right. But as soon as we sat down, he put his feet up on the table, yeah. right, with his long, jawdy legs. Dominating the space. Yeah, and these brogues that he had on, and besides 14 or something, were literally I bet he only takes just a in front, you know, I mean, what, two, two, 18 inches in front of us? Yeah. And it was, I don't know, what would you call it, like, intimidate? Yeah, definitely brog. dominating the room, yeah, bro, brog intimidation. Yeah. So all we could see was the bottom of his feet. And he'd drawn faces on them. We had to look at it, it said... <laughs> you shit. One, anyway, look, I've, I've finished my wife's questions. Well, I've got some questions from me kids, but before we do that, can we have a little musical interlude? Because I'm sorry to announce that oh, I've been in the fuck. studio again. Great. And I've oh, no, done another great, song. Andy. Um, it's this, this one is about fake tan, so I'll just play it for you. If you Oh. 
Of that pub. Uh, you know, I like the, the end line very much in that, but it's too long. I think we can. No, it's too long. I think we can safely say that I've done it again. Well, do you think that's the fairest? Well, whatever you want to call it. Well, no, I do. I, I don't know what the end game is with your sparse Germanic electro tales. It, Andy, it's, it's purely about um, making money. How are you going to make money out of that? Well, I could. I could sell them on iTunes. No, you couldn't. couldn't. I? Well, oh, you can like sell it. them, but the, the, the key is, is whether anyone will buy them. I could them. get some kind of deal with a fake tan company and get an advert campaign out of it. Hey, I tell you what, I might pay you to stop fucking doing them. Right, fair enough. Here's eh, my questions eh, from me kids, eh. right? We quit, my kids have done questions for you this week. All right. I'm not naming them because of privacy reasons. They're um, called, I presume because you're from the North East, they're called Callum and Connor. <laughs> well, they are actually, yeah. Right, this is from Callum. Um, where do you see yourself in five years' time, Bob? Dead or in jail again? Good question, Callum. Good question. Um, I've only been in jail once, um, and that was for um, smashing uh, a laundrette window to pieces. Really? Yeah. Well, because Callum said, he said, has Bob been in jail before? And I said, I don't think he has, but yeah. he was working under the assumption you'll go to jail at some point in the next five years, right. get released, and then end up back in there again. I mean, I think five years is a v- is very good choice by Callum, because... I think if you're a betting man, mm-hmm. any of the betting sites, Paddy Power, <laughs> 365s, all that. We're sponsor-free in this episode. You can name them all if you like. Uh, so, it means nothing. Right, so I think five years might be might be favourite for when I drop, so I'm going to say to Callum, I, I, I see myself deceased. Okay. Sad answer, but, you know, honest. Um, second one, this one's from Connor. Um, is the sun our friend or our enemy? The sun in the sky. The sun in the sky, not the newspaper. Um, are your kids doing some fucking course at school on environmentalism or something? Connor's three. Right, well, they start young, don't they, these environmentalists? So. He's, quite a deep, he's quite a deep thinker, I think. If you think about it, is the sun our friend or our enemy? Right, I'm having to think about this, which is dead time, but you've thrown you've thrown me a bit with that. <laughs> the sun, I love the sun, yeah. so he's my friend. I know he's got a dangerous side to him and all that. Yeah, but you're going to say friend. Like the lasses are drawn to... Um, uh, Joey Essex. Yeah. Not Joey Essex. The bad lads. Yeah. I'm drawn to the sun in a similar way. Because right, you, know? you, you know that eventually it'll destroy you. I know us, eventually. But you, you, but, you can't help loving it. But you have such a good time. Fair enough. They, they both worked on this one, Connor and Callum. Um, Bob, are you aware that tenor lady pads are now available for men as well, or do you just still use a Pampers newborn nappy that you've cut in half? Well, Andrew, you, you've told me. I wonder what you've been saying to your kids, because you know I have a leaky ass. <laughs> And um, I, I I use tenors for a while, but they've got this sticky stuff on them that gets caught in your own. It's a bit of a mess. So all I do is is um, I roll up a great big piece of toilet roll, yeah, um, clasp it between me um, uh, cheeks, yeah, pull me undies up and get on with me life. And then uh, occasionally it falls out at the wrong time, yeah. You, you know, try and avoid sudden movements, I imagine. Well, I'm just, I'm just stood there, maybe at Oxford, debating <laughs> with Lady Caroline Baxter about the euro or whatever, yeah. and a fucking toilet roll with Todd on it drops out of the Rendering pocket. your argument yeah. futile. No, it's at that point I say, I rest my case, <laughs> as I point at it. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. But Steve McLaren... Yeah. Yeah. What's he been up to? Well, Steve's looking for a job, of course, after doing his destroying exit <sighs> yeah. at Derby. He's, he's not, not not looking too hard though, I imagine. <laughs> he's well he's in he's no, sitting pretty. He's in financially no, wise. He's sitting well exactly he's sitting pretty because <laughs> he got a fortune from yeah. um, Derby and mainly he thinks I tell you what, I'm gonna spend some quality time with Casper. Right. Right. He did get an interview uh for the Sunland job. Sunland job. Sunland yeah. job. For the Sunland job. Um it's what he called Ellis Shorts. That's right. Well, Ellis, he wanted to meet him up in... You know um, he's an American, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And he owns um, the Carnegie Club, Sligo Castle. It's where Madonna mm-hmm. and uh, Shane Ritchie got married. Yep. Um, and he wants to meet him up there. Says he'll take him up by helicopter. Right. Right. But he thinks, no, I've promised ca- this time's for Casper. And Casper loves his trains, loves Thomas the Tank Engine and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he said, I'm going to get the sleeper. 
up there. And it might be a real treat for uh, Casper. So he puts Casper in his travel bag, few things to keep Casper occupied, you know, his chalks, his little da- ba- bath plug that he really yeah. likes, his boing boing button, and his little <laughs> trains. <laughs> And he's got some little pictures, you know, of the Stoke defensive midfielders, you know, Whelan, Bardsley, Charlie Adam. Yeah. Really likes them. They get to King's Cross. Steve goes to the machine where you get your ticket. And whilst he's doing that, a Welsh bloke comes up to him and says, Hello, Mr McLaren. I think a pigeon feather has fallen from the roof onto your front of your head, isn't it, boyo? <laughs> oh, don't be daft, you Roderick of Plonkersville. That's me hair island. Once was a manager had a wonderful idea To design a carpet tile all other brands would fear He sketched around his hairline with reddish ginger ink Then stood on his head on the carpet tile by the sink It produced a hair island tile A hair island tile It's me hair island, you wombat <laughs> so, um, bloke asks him for a selfie. Steve obliges. A bloke says, Where you off to then, lovely in it? Why, oh? He said, I'm getting the sleeper to Scotchland. That's a funny way to say it. Isn't it Andy? is, yeah. But the fella didn't laugh anyway. Mm. He says, The sleeper leaves from Houston. You're in the wrong station. Oh, God, he thinks. He's right. Oh, raspberries, says Steve. Oh, raspberries. Come on, Casper. Picks up his bag, but it's really light. Casper isn't in it. Casper! Casper, you Rodney! Casper, where are you? He's really worried. Specifically, he's really worried that he's gone to platform nine and a half and he's on a train to Hogwarts. That's a worry. That would be a worry, wouldn't it? So he runs around asking people... (laughs) Have you seen Casper? Oh, God, Casper. He's a big yellow snake. Have you seen him? Then he goes to the ticket inspector by the platform. Yo, can you help me? I've lost my snake, Casper. Well, the guards, the ticket inspector's Welsh as well. He says, now calm down, sir. Did you know you've got a chicken hatching out of the top of your head, isn't it, boy? Oh, there's lovely. He says, oh, fuck off, you cheeky... It's a... Oh. Then his attention is drawn by a whistle being blown on the platform to Welsh train guard. All aboard! All aboard! There's lovely in it, boy <laughs> And just as he blows his whistle, he, catch, he catches a glimpse of a very large lady boarding the train, Uh-oh. right? Wearing a pair of stonewashed jeans Uh-oh. from the TU collection at Sainsbury's, a pair of Dunlop trainers from Sports Direct, and a purple anorak from very.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> in her hand is a black bin liner, and there's a trail of, like, some liquid coming from it. The door slams, and she goes in. Could it be, Andy? I very much think it would be, yes. Is it the fat lass? It has to be, surely. Oh, God, well, Steve can't take a chance, so he headbutts the ticket collector in his tits, right, yep. and runs onto the platform. The guard blows his whistle just as Steve turns the handle on the first-class carriage and jumps aboard. He just made it. Good one, Steve. Well, it's all quiet now, you know, like it is in first-class carriages. Yeah. You know well, I mean? no, because I've never been on one. No, but if you've had to walk through, it's all very Oh, quiet. it's very intimidating, isn't yeah. it? Usual big knobs are in there. Yeah. Andy, Tommy Walsh, the posh labourer. Yep. You know? Uh, Greg Wallace, the vegetable stall owner. <laughs> yeah? In his black polo neck. He's watching Logan, the werewolf film on his Mac Surface Pro. Oh. So that's nice, isn't it? Then he sees Pierce Morgan, you know, the gossip columnist. Yes. And he's got his shirt open and he's using, do you know like those screen wiper things that you scrape ice off? Yeah. The windscreen. He's using one of them and he's scraping all the residue and oils off his chest and his stomach, yeah? And then he like flicks flicks it into a little tin bucket he's got on the table in front of him. Is it a bit like the sort of residue you have left in a pan after Friday night? Honestly, that's a very, very good analogy. It starts to solidify. Yeah, Yeah. and he's just scraping it. He flicks it in this bucket, and then from time to time he takes a a sip from this little bucket, you know. (laughs) uh, Recycling, that's good. He says, uh, hello, Stephen, come and join me. And he says, do you think I'm great, Steve? And then he slurps from his little pot, and Steve thinks he'd better say yes. He says, oh, yes, Piers... Um, then Piers says, do you think girls are thick and that boys are better than girls? And then he slurps from his, his bucket and Steve says, well, you know, Piers, I, I think, you know, they're different. <laughs> All he can think to say. And then 
He says, would you like to mould your fingers into my big fat lady's arse and see if you can find a prize? <laughs> he says, I'm all right, Pierce. So said, I've lost my snake, Casper. I'd better go look for him. Snake, you say? Tell him I'd love a chat if you find him. <laughs> anyway, uh, he then downs what's left in the bucket, um, shouts over to Greg. Hey, Greg, come here. What do you think of women? Do you think they're thick? <laughs> So Steve's glad to get out of there, you know, and he get, goes into the next <laughs> carriage and he thinks he can hear a boing-boing sound. You know, Casper might be <laughs> ah, pressing his boing-boing button. Boing-boing button, yeah. Yeah. Then he sees the Dunlop trainers stretched out into the gangway. There she is. It's a fat lass, he thinks. He runs up, but he gets a shock. He ain't her, Andy. It's the big lass from Towie, and she's eating crispy fried duck. <laughs> Lots of it. That must be what was dripping out of the bag. Right. Right. And the little dog under the table is the one with the boing-boing button who's pressing the boing-boing button. And he says, oh, excuse me, madam, where's this train going? She says, Stoke. He says, Stoke? Fucking Stoke? Are you kidding me? Stoke? Stoke has got a fucking train station. He said he'd not like him to swear. And then he hears a voice saying hello to him. It's the bloke who took the selfie. And he shows him... Steve the photo, he's proud of it. And Steve notices there's a train leaving just behind him on the photo and looking out of the back window is Casper. Right. Do you get it? it you know, when he took the selfie... Right. There's a train leaving King's Shit. Cross. Yeah. He says, oh, my thruppany bits, says Steve. Do you know where that train's going? And the man says, Inverness, innit? <clears throat> Inverness in Scotland 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 has got train stations <laughs> oh Casper my love what am I going to do is this and end of part one that's the end we're going to find part. out can I just say before you ask yep. that reminded me quite a lot of an episode of Inside Number 9 really it made you think yeah not many laughs <laughs>, but, <laughs> but it made you think I've got you well I was hoping you might say it was a bit like Brief Encounter, but... Nah, no, nah. Brief Encounter. I'll tell you what, though, that, that platform, um, Platform Nine and a Half, nine and a half at yeah. King's Cross, I often stand and watch the queue and the crowds um, getting the photos taken and then trying yeah. on the scarf. And you know what I always think? What? Imagine all the fucking germs on that scarf. Oh, there's just one scarf There's there. one scarf. They don't bring their own scarf. There's one... It's a Gryffindor scarf or whatever, well, is it? I don't it? know what it is, but it's covered in fucking... Germs and Do you flings. watch Harry Potter? I've never seen any of them, no. Oh, it's typical of you, that cynical old fucker. Well, no. No, I won't watch it. No, I don't I'm watch Star Wars well, either. I, I've, I've watched Star Wars. Yeah. I haven't watched Harry Potter because my daughter watched them. I've got a daughter as well as Connor and... Yeah. The other so one. you wouldn't sit with your daughter and watch Harry Potter? No, she wouldn't let me. Ah, uh, I like your daughter. But my son, like Connor, or what was the other one? Callum. Callum, yeah. Um, one of them will be getting into it soon, so I'll watch them then. Well, I hope you will. I will. I've been to Harry Potter World at Watford. Uh, I won't watch Lord of the Rings. No, no I won't watch that shit. See, see, it's fucking obvious what you want. You know, like, uh, it's so fucking obvious. But I bet you'll go and see, What would you go and see that you think's, like, uh, ironic and you'd go and see it? Probably Winnie something like... No, you might... you probably go to um, Pixar cartoons and say, to be honest with you, it's fucking funnier than half the comedies they put out there. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah is, you would say... No, of course though. you'd say that. So they're all really miserable now, Pixar comedies. Yeah, I've stopped going. Shite, aren't they? Well, I went to see a movie like the other week. I wonder what it was. I think it wasn't very you good. Wonder, oh, wonder Woman. Wonder Woman I went to. I enjoyed see. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I went to see that. It's like a feminist thing, isn't it? Film yeah. Sort of thing. That's good. I mean, I thought the film was shit, but she was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more. Can, can we have a quick game of um, yes or no behind oh, the door? Oh, yeah. Okay, you love this one. Now that I've tweaked it and put it behind a door. Right, imagine that door there. Yeah. Not that one, the one next to it, right? Imagine behind that door. Is that, that your door. catchphrase? Not that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's catching on, isn't it? That one there. Be that one there. Yeah. yeah. That one. Behind that door. Not that one. There's loads of reggae. Uh, reggae? Re yeah. Would you go in? It's like reggae sunsplash behind there. Just a bit, yeah. Just a big load of it. Big like a pile of, a pile of reggae. Slab of reggae. Yeah. Um... Nah, too old no? for that. Too old for that. Oh, okay. Second one. Yes or no, behind the door. An actual dinosaur yes. that's been created by scientists. Yes. But it's got the voice of Alan Carr off the telly. <sighs> nah, I'm all right. Thanks. You're okay with that? So it's not, I'm not a lot of people would like that. I'm, yeah, I'm not for you're me. not fussed. That's not fine. I'm not judging you. Third one, Alan Brazil. Yes, I'm already interested. You're already in. Yeah. Hang no, on, no. hang on. Naked 
on all fours, yeah. getting his undercarriage scrubbed by a midget with a wire brush. Um, I don't like the midget side of things, Andrew. In general, you don't like midgets? Uh, no, I don't like out of that area, dwarfs and midgets. No? Yeah, that's what you'd be, David Lynch sort of character, won't you? Um, Did you watch the last episode of Twin Peaks? No, I didn't. All right, I didn't enough. watch any of them. Why am I going to watch the last one? Well, I didn't know you had watched any of them. I thought yeah, you better... It's just a funny question. Like, I'm just, I come into, like, say it's a dinner party with Barry, Hormone or whatever, <laughs> and I say, like, oh, did you watch the last episode of, uh, yeah. of Peaky Blinders? Yeah. It's a, a bit weird, isn't it? I would well, if it was say, a specific did you watch episode, Peaky Blinders? If it was a, a, a particularly outstanding episode, you might... So you're going to say it was great, So I said, did you watch the Euro Millions draw last night? Is it, um, is it a, a surreal metaphor or something? It was just, it was like Wonder Woman. Yeah, oh, Wonder Woman. It was a shit movie. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous though. last though. Yeah, gorgeous yeah. last <laughs> Couldn't oh, keep my eyes off. No. At the beginning when they were all there, all, all the women. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't stand up, Bob. No, but I'm glad they've made some a bit of um, strong female mm. leader roles. I've enjoyed, enjoyed it immensely. I think that's important. Mm. I thought Robin, um, the one from, um, what's she called, Robin Smith or something? The one from... I don't know their names. Anyway, she were, she were gorgeous. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did she play two characters? I don't think so. They look very similar. I might just go cross-eyed with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, watching the feminist movies, yeah, it took your breath away. It did, yeah. Just how, how I went in on a, I went in on a Wednesday morning at ten o'clock by myself. Yeah. So I could just em- embrace the, all the feminism. Okay. Not get put off. So, um, have we done with your yes no? Yeah, that's the end of it. Because yeah, I, I don't I, think I'm I'm not... I satisfactorily answered. I will go in, right? Because I want to see Alan Brazil. Yeah. Right, the magnificence yes. of it, right? But I'm, I'll tell you, for now, I'd probably kick the dwarf in its tits. <laughs> and you know, I don't even think you're allowed to use those words that we've just used, Andrew. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Oh, um, um, Barry Homeowner here. Um, hey, um, have you seen those new Hive thermostats? You can, as it were, literally control your home from your phone. I can create a hotspot for my uh, Japanese ha-ha tree to flourish. It's such a talking point. Is the ha-ha tree on wheels? Is it remote controlled? No, it's on a silver salver. <laughs> hey, I've got solar panels, you know, send the money back to the grid. Yeah. I'm literally taking the direct yeah. out of the energy industry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got that self-cleaning ga- glass in my windows. The molecular structure is so complex, the water is actually repelled, you know, like a magnet. Right. I'm literally bringing the window cleaning industry to its fucking knees. I swear By down. fucking time. Got a dinner party tonight with Jeff and Erica. We're having lasagna. Yeah, we're going to dress a bit like Abigail's party. Huh? Oh. Ironically, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hope no one dies. <laughs> hey, I've got a wireless camera giving me a 24-hour feed direct to my smartphone yeah. of the exterior of my home. I'm literally the police's number one asset on my estate. <laughs> Have they told you that? Have they given you a certificate? They don't fucking need to. It's the looks they give me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I've been, I was at Glastonbury last week, Bob. Yeah. For the whole weekend, the whole the whole caboodle. Have you ever been? 
I've been once, yeah. It's Twice. amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Amazing. It was amazing for me. Before you get into the rub of it, um, I've got t- uh, two Glastonbury stories. Okay. And I'll be very quick with them. I played five-a-side, celebrity five-a-side. Yep. And I was in the team versus The Cult, the rock band The Cult. Right. Um, and what's the guitarist called? Billy Duffy. Billy Duffy. I took him out after three minutes. You yeah. can check this with your friend James Brown, because he was playing for the cult, actually. Right. I took him out and got sent off. Right? Yep. Got sent off. I was very drunk, and I went under the stands, <laughs> and I woke up about two hours later <laughs> with a dog dirt, literally like about a millimetre from my nose. Yeah. So I'll never forget waking up and seeing that there. Um, second Glastonbury story is I was backstage, you know, with all the bands and that. And um, what are uh, one band? I'll tell you the beautiful self, right? Okay. Right, one band, the Mentalists, yeah, right. And they didn't Let's like not name them though. For I didn't like reasons. the other band. Didn't then they didn't like the other band. So they said, "What other band?" I'm not saying the name of the other band. So he had a baseball uh, ball. Yeah. And he said, Bob, you go and stand in front of their table where they're drinking and I'll I'll throw this baseball at them. And they all have a separate table, like a, like a carpet. <laughs> it's outdoor <laughs> area. He says, pretend you're going to catch it, but I'm just going to take one of them out. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking did. He took them out with his face. Oh, sorry, mate. Anyways, up. Yeah, you went to Glastonbury. Uh, I've got a football story as well, a bit similar to your cult one. I was playing football at the, the, the kids' school summer fair last weekend. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd pop back from Glastonbury right for a couple of hours. Yeah, for the go to the school summer fair, and there was this like ten-year-old kid. Yeah, playing Did against us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was in goal, and he came out as and took a shot as hard as you fucking like. Yeah, from about four feet away, yeah. right into my guts. And you've seen me guts, they're quite yeah. substantial, but it hurt. It, and did the ball just just disappear uh, into uh, it? Yeah, it just got submerged into it, and I just, I just push, you, pushed it out again. No, I think you digested it by osmosis. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Yeah. I, just, I just went Roy Keane on him after that. Did you? For the entirety, yeah. Did you know? Took him out like Billy Duffy. And what, again, once when I was in Port Adventura, when my kids were really little, um, uh, I saw a kid picking on my kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I went over, and I surreptitiously put my full weight onto his foot I really hurt him but you get so annoyed he was picking on the little boy you yeah know? well this is what had happened he picked on he picked on Connor had he? or Callum yeah. before that yeah yeah so I just thought you know just, just oh, you, are, is your dream for Callum and Ca- Callum Connor and Callum that they get on Geordie Shaw it's going to happen, isn't it? Eventually, every every Geordie kid gets on there. Yeah, it won't just be Geordie Shaw, it'll be Geordie Place County. five. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you were at Glastonbury. Yeah, I was at Glastonbury. Right? I mean, I only went because Jeremy Corbyn was on, obviously, doing yeah. his, his big speech, but the rest of it was brilliant. I was um, right down the front for Corbyn. I had me, me, yeah. me, me tight red body stocking on again, but I was wearing a big red arrow on my forehead. That's nice. Straight out, yeah. pointing forwards to represent the future. That under man, Jeremy that Corbyn. Man bears the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope he'd notice me. Maybe he did, couldn't be sure. Anyway, he came on, he did some stuff about the poor. Yeah. Some stuff about how he wants to bring back wooden railway sleepers by twenty thirty. He likes the poor, doesn't he? He loves the poor. Yeah. yeah. And then for a bit of light relief after that he did War of the Worlds. Oh, in an its entirety. On it. None of the whole thing. Oh shit, they didn't with, show that on the with, telly. With Jeff Wayne and his rock orchestra. Yeah. So that was good. So anyway, afterwards, I was wandering around the, the festival site. I mean, you know, you've been. Did you actually go into the site, or were you backstage all the time? No, I was on the site, yeah. Yeah, I was in among yeah. it all. It's got everything. Um, while you wait, MOTs. Yeah. Uh, Mexican food. Hand jobs. Everything. Oh, excuse me. This is... No, they're just three of the things I experienced when I was at Glastonbury. Anyway, I popped into the finance So you tent. have a hand job while your car's having an MOT? No, different different oh, right. things. It's not that small. Um, yeah, so I popped into the finance tent for an investment health check with a fella from the HSBC. <laughs> and I was just heading back to my yurt. Yeah. Do you know what a yurt is? It's a, it's like a conical tent. It's a, t- it's like a yeah. big tent, yeah. So I went back there for a nap. And uh, a couple of druids came up to us, yeah, dressed in brown robes with the hoods over their faces. I know them, yeah. And uh, stopped right in front of me, stopped me in my tracks. Really, they wouldn't let me past. And one of them says, "Seen you." Hold on, I, Corbin. Yeah, seen you down the front there in your body stocking. You 
are the embodiment of both festival culture and socialism, and I'd like to offer you a job. Shit. He's warming to me now. Shit, yeah. He usually treats me like shit, doesn't he? Yeah. So then, before I had the chance to say anything or reply, he just puts his fingers up to me lips and he says, Don't speak or I'll fucking fire you. Okay. I hadn't even got the job. He's going to fire me already. So he holds up a steel tape measure and he says, I'm taking this thing over next year. Going to rebrand it as Jestonbury. Right. I need you to go around and measure up. Meet me back here in three hours with all the measurements. You may now speak, but only if you have something sensible to say. Right. So I thought, well, what 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 sort of stuff are you going to have on during Jestonbury? Jez, is it going to be even better than this? Gesturing around yeah, yeah. to the whole festival. He says, of course it will. I'm taking it old school, back to how it used to be when I first came here in 1970. Spooky Tooth will be headlining the pyramid stage with Gong doing the honours on the other stage. That's it, no other groups. Less dancing, more thinking. So, quite radical. Yeah. Compared to what it's like now, because, you know, they have like 20 bands on now. Yeah. So I says, um, what about on the non-musical entertainment gesturing at the circus tent yeah. that was just to me, right? He says, there'll be a milking stool for people to sit on and an artificial cow with a map of the world across its side. Revelers will be able to simulate the milking of Mother Earth and consider what we're doing to the planet. As a vegan alternative to that, there'll be a piece of polythene sheeting for the vegans to sit on, facing some trees. All right. He was getting agitated. Excited. Passionate, you could say. Passionate, Passionate, you could say. Oh, and Billy Bragg's in charge of the toilets. Oh, God. This is what you'd expect, isn't it, you know? And the other druid at this point lowers his hood. It's Billy Bragg. It's Billy Bragg. Uh, Bragg uh, prods me in the chest and he says, uh, Have you ever done a shit down an old boy? You don't look the type. Mm. And I mean, I haven't, to be fair. I've never shot down a hole. Anyway, just this, just then there's this weird noise and this fella on a jetpack comes down out of the sky. Yeah. Michael Evis. Oh, the actual Michael Evis. King, yeah. king of Glastonbury. Yeah, he's top of Undefeated. He's top of King of Glastonbury. He says, uh, What's all this about then, Corbin? My spies tell me you're planning a takeover of my Glastonbury. That's right, Evis. It's the will of the people. Evis says, You can't do that. It's my fucking festival, you fucking fucker. <laughs> Corbin says, No, no, Evis. There's no need for any unpleasantness. There'll still be a role for you at my new look, Glastonbury. In its prison, Bragg Whoa. sees him. Whoa. Billy Bragg pulls out a taser, tasers Michael Evers, yeah. drags his limp, twitching body off behind a tent somewhere, yeah. and then Corbin just pushes the steel measuring tape into me hard, into me hand, and yeah. says, "Go and get measuring. This stupid festival isn't going to improve itself." And I had to go off and measure Glastonbury. Right. Well. Wow, it's a lot to take in, Andy. I know. It's a lot to take in. I think he's become a little bit more cocky since the election that he he lost. Like, uh, he might even consider, uh, if he's, he he might even consider being honest, you know, in the near future, mightn't he? It's something to hope for, isn't it? I'll tell you what, Andrew, there's quite a lot to take in that. I yeah. mean, I, I, can I just say that I thought it was a little bit like the first Star Wars, which I suppose you've not fucking seen. No, I have seen it many times, yeah. But with the shrouded bit when yeah. you walked up, uh-huh. like, these are not the droids uh, you're Exactly, for. and a little bit of violence as well. So well done on that. Thank you for that. Um, I'm just back from holiday, Andrew. Are you? Yes. Um, Where have you been, Bob? I've been to the Forte Village in Sardinia. Oh. Now that is, I've got to be honest, it is posh, posh, posh. Right, it's like uh, the the poshest butlins on earth. Did you right? see anyone famous when you were there? It's full of celebrities. It's a, for the first time I went there. Um, I didn't go in like the celebrity end of it. The first time I went there, like the football, the football courses for the kids yeah. were being run by. Uh, get this, Didier Drogba. <laughs> no, honestly, and um, Perlo. Wow. So it's right up there. They okay, get, they get, they get free olives, and it's full of footballers, mainly Italian ones, but. Um, as you'll see, there's some British there because this, Andrew, is an episode of Gangs of the EPL. Oh! Right, so the really, really posh bit has its own swimming pool and a little private beach, and that's where I'm staying, you see. It's always the footballers are there and lots of, like, Russian mafia types just ignoring the kids, you know? Yeah. And um, 
It's it's you like it's it sounds all, like my kids' school summer fair. It's well, it's a bit like Port Adventura, but it just yeah. really posh. So like money everywhere. You you when you have your buffet, you you go Port Adventura. When you go that, around that way, yeah, and it's buffet in it. All, yeah, all you, you know, can eat. Yeah, all you can eat. But where you go, it's like nuggets and chips. I'm just saying, it's nuggets and chips. Not wrong with that, Bob. No, but that's what it is. That's it? what it is. Yeah. But at this place, genuinely, it's like. Um, lobsters, snow Lobster crabs, nuggets. langoustines, finest jambons, cheeses, wines, much as you need. It's and a piano player playing, and he he stops he, as you reach one of the lobsters, the music stops, <laughs> <laughs> and then as you put it on your plate, it starts, it starts up, up again. again. Yeah. So anyway, so it's I'm just saying it's posh, posh, posh. You know what I mean? Anyway, my kids go straight off to water sports area like they do when I go to the VIP pool. Yeah. At one end, there's a little kiosk selling drinks. Little cute, oldy-worldy little kiosk, yeah. you know, selling drinks and little ice creams, little snacks, and I hear a very familiar voice, quite loud. It's Harry Kane. Well, that's very upsetting. I very much wanted a lemon and lime Sprite, and you tell me you just saw the last one. I came here to relax and recuperate. Sorry, relax and recuperate. And to be honest, I feel quite frustrated and down in the dumps. <laughs> He's, he's Harry, yeah, and he's wearing his Spurs kit, right, with a white naval captain's hat. It's just fun. <laughs> it's the lads on holiday, isn't it? <laughs> Debbie Alley walks in with his Feel the Ferocious Heat T-shirt. Yep. He's got these candy-striped shorts with LED lights sewn into the hem, yeah? Yeah. Uh, bright orange flip-flops with gold straps and an LED watch embedded in the sole, yeah? He's got a disco ball baseball cap, yeah? And a tiger-skin man bag in the shape of a pistol. Ooh. So he's dressed up for his holiday, right? Nice. Eric Dyer walks in, he's wearing a jumper and some slacks. Yeah? <laughs> so Hot, was it? <laughs> so Harry just give me a tomato juice. I'm too jittery now to take on anything fizzy. <laughs> Debbie says, what's the matter, boss? You seem a bit down in the dumps and out of sorts, like you was hurting. <laughs> Eric says, yes, you seem dejected, like a grieving bull. <laughs> he says, it's nothing, guys. Just someone got the last lemon and lime pop. Let's not dwell on it. It's our holidays. Come on, let's start feeling some ferocious heat. <laughs> so they take the three sun loungers just in front of me, right? I keep my face hidden by holding my hands and wrists in front of my face <laughs> so they can't see me. Very conspicuous. Yeah, Eric starts playing fucking Fruit Ninja or some such shite on his phone, yeah. you know what I mean? Harry takes his shirt off. I think, oh, they're going to relax. Debbie, will you rub some sun cream on my back? My mum said I have the type of skin that burns and sun cream acts as a barrier to the very bad rays. Debbie says, yes, of course, boss. Sun, sunburn can be very disagreeable. Some people say it's worse than a scald from a hot tap, which is very frightening and upsetting thought. <laughs> so Debbie starts applying the cream. Harry says, you will need to put plenty on my chin. It often juts out from under the shadow of my cap or the sun brolly. <laughs> Mum said that once when I was young, the tip of my chin actually set on fire, which was very inconvenient. It was poking out of the sunroof. It was poking out of the sunroof on our car when I was asleep on the back seat. Derby says, that story has really rattled me. What a crummy thing to happen. To be honest, Harry, your mum is not entirely innocent. What was she thinking, ignoring you for so long that your chin set on fire? Then they hear a big splash and commotion in the pool. Oh, it's Santi Cazola doing a dive bomb. <laughs> Santi, hey guys, it's me, Santi. Come on in, it's a pool party. I got lilos, inflatables, drink holders, crazy fucking straws, beach balls. It's an unbelievable opportunity. <laughs> Harry says... Just ignore him. He clearly knows nothing about pool safety, and I can even see from here that his brontosaurus ring is very overinflated. Debbie says, What an idiot. Look at him splashing damp water. Does he not realise it has chlorine in it, and that can cause irritation to the eyes, which are absolutely vital for your sight? Eric says, Can I play with Santi, please? <laughs> No, you cannot, young man. He's a peaky gooner. And as such, he's the personable non-gratis. Eric says, but, Debbie. No, it's no buts, Eric. Have you not even seen the film Sleeping With The Enemy? <laughs> then Harry spots Phil Jones, you know, from Man United, <laughs> on his own at the other end of the pool. And he's drinking a lemon and lime Sprite. And he beckons him over. Harry says, Philip, would you like to play with Eric? 
<laughs> Philip says, yes, please. <laughs> Eric, would you like to play with Philip? Yes, please. <laughs> Philip says to Eric, what game? It, sorry, what how does he speak? Who, Philip? Yeah. It's Charlie Williams. Don't you, mm. What game? Uh, all right, dear. What game? It, what what game? It you play? That's it. Fruit Ninja. Do you want a game? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie says, "Would you like to swap your green drink for a bright red super drink?" <laughs> yes, please. Says Philip. Harry Very said, well mannered. Nice one, Debbie. That's some ferocious heat you're flowing for sure. So Harry gets his green drink because of condom. It's a superstar red drink. Yeah. yeah? Um, uh, so Harry gets his green drink. So that's a nice story, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Now it's only a little story, but is that where it finishes. Well, there's a little postscript because Harry and Debbie went on the beach and left Phil and Eric by the pool. Yeah. Right. Santi put black mamba in the tomato <laughs> juice, and Philip ended up in A and E. Right. But Andy in this nice. Eric sat with him all night. That's lovely. Because that kind of thing can happen on holiday. Yeah. It can be a bit intimidating. Yeah. Can't it? But that's that's a, a good. Um, Thank you very much. Did you think it was a bit like any film at all? I'm not even going to be specific. It was a little bit like Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast? It is, though, isn't it? Yeah. It fucking is. Yeah. So Because of the swimming pool. <laughs> As you're obviously a big cheese in the TV industry, I just want to pitch another show idea that I've Thank got. You. Hopefully yeah, go on. get some development money out of you. It's called Celebrity Pop-Up Animal Dentist. Celebrity pop-up pop up animal dentist. Okay. So you got two teams of celebs, right? Yeah. And one team is humans that do dentistry challenges on animals. Yeah. And the other the animals will be unconscious, obviously. And the other team is humans in animal costumes, and they do dentistry challenges on humans. Right. Amateur dentistry show, then really. A what? Amateur dentistry. Oh, amateur show. dentistry is the best kind of dentistry I find. I've seen for I, entertainment purposes. I mean, I know. I, I, at the heart of it, there's something, Andy. And but, I've got pop up in the title as well because you, that's just because you're fucking metro elite type character. So I'm thinking usual lot: Paul Denan, yeah. a Towie, a Chelsea, yeah. that cunt off Big Brother, maybe <laughs> maybe Lionel Blair, <laughs> Justin Lee Collins because he wouldn't need the costume; he could just be a lion. Hey, good one. Um... What do you reckon? Well, I like the idea of amateur dentistry, but I don't think it needs all the frou-frou around it, Andy. Do you think there's too much frou-frou? I wonder if it's illegal to... Try to lose the pop-up. I used to do dentistry on myself, but um, lose the pop-up, lose the animal heads... Well, if it's illegal... And just call it uh, amateur dentistry frenzy or something. If there's a legal problem, what could maybe do it at sea? And that would that would ah, enhance it. Like right. Love Island. Yeah. All aboard but, and all that, but yeah. Like, on, like the pirate radio sh- ships of the 60s. Yeah, and the cap, the presenter could be the captain with the captain's hat on and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, a big bulge in his pants. Yeah, Jimmy Carr. <laughs> so that's celebrity pirate animal dentistry. Um, I'm going to ask you to come back, maybe do a sheet of air for get rid of the frou-frou, though, yeah? All right. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Ding dong, landlord here. Hey, soz renter, but I'm going to have to dig up the front garden. I need the topsoil for a chamomile lawn I'm laying in honour of my daughter's <laughs> pony. Ding dong, landlord here. I've had a complaint from a neighbour about the smell of faeces coming from your house. I told them not to worry, it's just you shitting yourself about your rent arrears. <laughs> Ding dong, landlord here. I'm afraid you'll have to check into B and B for a couple of nights. I need your house for the murder mystery dinner party. You see, the murder takes place in a downtown shithole, so this is perfect. <laughs> Ding dong, landlord here. I'm expecting some posts from the council about upgrading the insulation on the house. I want you to open it, take a shit in the envelope, and post it to Finland. Ding dong, landlord here. Hey, renter, I picked up this leaflet about assisted suicide. I thought you might be interested. <laughs> so that's uh, the landlord there. Have you got a South Africa story for us, Bob? Yeah, I have. I well, was st- while we're ploughing through everything. When I was <laughs> in South, episode. when I was in South Africa, you know, I was staying at what you might call the reserve. You know, like a game reserve. Yeah. So you have these separate little huts and a central building where yeah. they cook the food and a barn. That. So I got back from filming. I was really sweaty and tired. You know, but really hard days. Hard work, proper yeah. graft. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got my meal. It's always I was, and it's always ostrich out there. Just cooking out with ostrich. It's nice the ostrich. It's all right, but a bit tough the way they. 
cooked it, some potatoes and some rat- ratatouille. Um, and next to my actual... So I took it back to the hut. It was too hot. And, there it, and I went back to my hut. And next to it, there was this, like, big tarpaulin on poles and there were some crates under it. It was, like, a temporary thing, not a building, you know? But I thought it might be a bit cooler than my hut, which was, like, a fucking oven. Yeah. In there, the sun beating down it all day. When I say it was, like, an oven, and it didn't have, like, an ignition button or shelves or anything... Right, it just it was really hot. Is it self cleaning? So I go into the shelter, and there's bloke in there. I ain't freaking seen him. So, but I'm, I'm too embarrassed just to walk straight out. So I sit down on the box, and he comes up and he says, "Which hut is your accommodation?" No, that's absolutely wrong. Isn't it? <laughs> South Africa. Which hut is your accommodation? Oh, no. <laughs> Which hut? No, I'm absolutely wrong, aren't I? You've spunked it. South Africa. Which hut? Which, nah, we're going to have to abandon it, yeah. I think. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, right, I'll do a Scottish tale. <laughs> have you got a Scottish song for us to finish yeah. on, Bob? Um, Mary, yeah, here we go. Okay. Mary Forsyth was 19 years old and had just given birth to a baby daughter. The child was fathered by the laird, for as with every girl on the island, she had spent the night of her 18th birthday in his arms. Mary had been excused duties for the first six months postpartum, but tomorrow she would return to oat-numbering duties and her daughter would be handed over to the laird's fierce handmaid, Mistress Panko. Mary lived in the servitude of the laird, and not wanting the same fate to befall her daughter, was determined to escape to the mainland. She had, during the previous week's delivery, handed a note to one of the mainland stevedores requesting help. Mulcrum Cove, same time next week, he had mumbled. The day arrived and Mary sat atop Mulcrum Cove, babe in arms, thinking about how life might be on the mainland. She saw herself strolling around the local retail park, first stop Halfords, where she would get giddy laughing at the curious and outlandish in-car air freshness in shapes and flavours she had never thought it necessary to imagine. Bacon and handrail, summer and turkey, night fats, Todd factory. Then over to Costa Coffee for a hot chocolate and some oaty porridge. The very purpleness of her surroundings caused her to flush with excitement. Removing her cardigan, it would be plain for all to see that she had plenty surplus tut to spare, an amount not to be measured in hands, but in buckets or saucepans. A handsome student would approach her and share her table, struggling to balance his iPad at the correct angle, he would ask. I see a lassie. I've damaged the wee hinge on my iPad holder and wondered if you could help. Och, that's a cautionary tale for the reckless, she would say. Would you like to balance it against my mug? I can provide extra ballast by placing the mug inside my porridge bowl. It's a fine idea, lassie, but I couldn't help notice that you are very affluent of tit. And if you were to lean forward over the table slightly, it would provide a mattress of support from my pad. I I am wealthy in the tip bank, she would say. Um, and, but surely it's a bit forward of you to ask for its expanse as a buttress. I would surely be justified in asking you for some form of payment in return. Maybe you would like to play a tune on my personal pipe. And even as he said it, as he felt his private hose swell against the packet of Hall's menthol in his chino's pocket... A cherry riff such a plump up volio day went to banger. <laughs> a cheery riff such as pump up the volume of the day we went to banger. Then she was pulled from this reverie by the sound of her baby's tears. A glance at her watch told her it was time for her escape. Racing onto the beach, she saw the small motorboat approach. She placed the babe inside the plastic panniers she had recovered from the Lambretta scooter that fell down on the island many years ago. Then the boat was upon her, and its navigator was no the stevedore she had spoken to, but looked kind enough. What do you have in there, lassie? <laughs> Apart from about an acre or so of surplus tut. <laughs> It's not but supplies for my journey. Oats, oat cakes, oaty bars and some oaty drink. Aye, well, you'll not be needing that, lassie. He grabbed the panniers and threw them into the ocean. Then he turned around and took down his hood. Mary died in an instant at what she saw, for this was no a man but the ledge giant attack otter, Cullock, <laughs> and on the reverse of its head 
was the face of Robert Peston. <laughs> the face of Robert Peston. So that's it. And that's I just, it. I just wanted to say, Andy, that I didn't. The baby's now floating in the panniers, so we can hope that maybe that little baby yeah. does make it to the mainland. Perhaps we'll find out next time. I, I, in, I'm in not a, saying that story sixteen years from now or something. Yeah. Um, well, just, thanks well, for just, just me. a reminder again that we're on in Brighton, Bristol, and Leicester at the end of the month. Go to athleticalmince.com yes, for all the show. ticket information. It is superb, isn't it? Singing. If we were in it, I think we would probably get front row seats. Oh, and watch superb! It. It's the best comedy show currently. I mean, it is, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, no bullshit. It is. No bullshit. It's really good. Um, so come along, have yeah. a look. So thank you, Andy. I've got to go. Get out all of right. London. Um, and go and watch um, the watch the reruns of the rugby. Love that. Oh, the rugby. Yeah, I can't get enough of the rugby. See ya. See ya, Bob. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.